what should be the priorities of church leaders? When they get their diaries and we put things in our diaries, what should be the first thing that we put in there? What should be things that we put in and we don't change? After all, there's lots that we could put in. Visiting people, visiting people in hospital, uh, meeting up with staff team members, meeting up with wardens, going into schools, chairing meetings. Ah, meetings. You could put lots of meetings in, couldn't you? But what should be the first thing? All of those are good, but what should be the top priority? Well, we're going to see in Acts chapter 6 what the apostles' priorities were. And what we see in the beginning of Acts chapter 6 is that there was a big problem, a problem that could, have, uh, that could have been a big trap for that church if they'd fallen into it, and is actually a trap that sadly many churches do fall into. And we could be in danger of falling into it as well. So what's the problem? Have a look at Acts chapter 6 verse 1. It says, In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. You see, the problem was there were widows who were being overlooked. Now, back then, to be a widow would have been very, very difficult because there wasn't any pensions, there was no social security. In order for them just to survive, they had to depend on other people. And so the church, as it grew, set up a system whereby people could come along, widows could come along, and get their daily daily food. But some were being overlooked. And this could have blown up into a major problem. Because the Old Testament said that, uh, that God's people were to look after the vulnerable, and particularly the widows. And yet they weren't doing it. And, you probably saw, there were ethnic issues, racial issues, because it's the Grecian Jews who are being overlooked. Now, the Grecian Jews, those are the ones who spoke Greek, and they were being overlooked by the Hebraic Jews. Those were the ones who spoke Aramaic. And so, is this sort of racism in the early church? Well, it looks like it, doesn't it? That seems to be what the problem is. Well, you can imagine this could have blown up to be something enormous. And so, how were the apostles going to deal with it? Well, we see in verse 2, it says, So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right. Now, how would you think they would have finished their sentence? Well, you've probably just read on. But if you hadn't, how would you think they would have finished that sentence? It would not be right for this to carry on. It would not be right for the Grecian Jews' widows to be overlooked. This has got to stop. Well, that's not what they say. Have a look again, verse 2. It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Now here we learn an important lesson about priorities. And our first point is this. Church leaders must minister the word and pray. Now maybe there were calls for the apostles to get stuck in. Maybe people were saying, apostles, you apostles, Peter, 
You guys, you need to take control. Come and start serving out some soup. I mean, wouldn't that be a great photo opportunity if you had Peter, head of the apostles, serving out soup, giving it to the Grecian Jewish widows, making sure the soup was going to the right people? That would be perfect. It would show that the apostles were taking this seriously, that they got their priorities right. Of course, you know what would happen after that, wouldn't you? I mean, then the widows would all want the apostles to be serving them food. So, so you'd get people saying, well, no, I want Andrew. I like Andrew. I want him to serve me soup. And, and maybe others say, no, no, Thaddeus is the one. I like Thaddeus. I, I hear he makes a mean moussaka. I want him serving me. But that's not what they do, is it? They say, no, if we do that, we're going to end up neglecting the ministry of the word and prayer. And we must not neglect that. Even for a really good cause, we mustn't neglect it. And it is ministry of the word and prayer that they give their attention to. That's what it says in verse 4. It says, we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now notice, it needs attention. You can't do ministry of the word and prayer just on the backstroke. You can't, they didn't just say, oh, well, yeah, we could do both. We could do the soup thing and we, and we could do the ministry of the word and prayer. No, they're saying we need to devote ourselves to it. We need to give attention to it. And that's right, isn't it? Ministry of the word does need time. And you should want your church leaders to give time to it. After all, the ministry of the word is such an important task. I mean, if you went to your heart surgeon, let's say you need heart surgery, and you went to your heart surgeon beforehand to find out what their practice was, and that heart, heart surgeon said, you know what, I, I don't even do this for a, for a full-time job. I, I just do this as a hobby. Uh, and you know, my practice is, well, I don't like to think of it too much about what I'm going to do beforehand. I, I like just to arrive, and as I come into theatre, that's when I start to think about what I'm going to do. Well, you wouldn't trust that heart surgeon, would you? Well, preaching and the ministry of the Word, the preaching and teaching of the Word of God, is far more important than that. And so you want someone who's going to be committed to it, who's going to spend time preparing but why? Why is ministry of the word such an important thing that church leaders should devote themselves to it? And if you're not a Christian, I think this is particularly relevant for you. You see, you need to know that at the heart of Christianity, there is a message, there is a word that needs to be proclaimed. After all, when the apostles, through Acts, went to a new town, what did they do? Well, they didn't just set up a food bank or a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter. Good those those things are. And why didn't they? Was it because those towns had no need of those things? No, there were plenty of needs. But they knew that the first thing they needed to do was proclaim the gospel. And the gospel means good news. They needed to proclaim the good news from God. And it was a message about Jesus Christ. They were always preaching about Jesus, about his life, his death, and his resurrection. They knew that's the thing they had to do when they went somewhere new. And that's not because they, they didn't care about the poor, but they knew that the proclamation of that message, when the message of God's grace in the gospel sinks into people's hearts it will transform people it will fire people up to go out and love the poor 
and help those in need. But you've got to have the message at the core. You see, if we're finding that we don't particularly have a love for those in need, if we're not helping the poor, and if we're struggling with racism, and over the last few weeks, I think we've all been shocked by racism and the things that we've heard in the news, and we might all be questioning is, is this me? Is this something that, that I need to think about for myself? Well, actually, what we really need is to come back to the gospel and say, have we really understood that? Because if we've understood that, that will correct us. See, the apostles knew ministry of the word and prayer was at the centre of everything for them in the early church, and it must be for us too. Our second point from the passage is church leaders must delegate other important needs. See, the apostles could have ended at the end of verse 2. They could have just said, you know, uh, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. End of speech, off they go to their studies. But they don't. They carry on. Verse 3. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. In other words, the apostles are saying, look, ministry of the word and prayer is a top priority, but it's not the only thing that we need to do. We do also need to sort this problem out. But in order to be able to do both, we need to set some people aside to look after this daily distribution of the food. Notice what they don't do. They don't have a sermon series on love and they don't set up more prayer meetings. Ray Evans in his book on church growth says, actually some problems are to be dealt with through wise leadership. And that's what they're doing here. Now the method they use, getting everyone together and saying choose seven people, is not the method that you have to use every time. I mean, there are other examples in the New Testament where people are appointed to positions, not in this way. But it's still a good method. And notice the criteria that they're to use when they're choosing people. They need to be people who are full of the Spirit. Now what would that mean? Well, that means they're Christians, doesn't it? Uh, And that's interesting, isn't it? Because this is distributing food. And yet you go, actually, no, they must be Christians doing this role. Uh, and full of the Spirit, that means they, they would love God and love God's people and, uh, and love the lost. They'd grow, be people who are growing in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And they're going to be wise people. People who know how to deal with difficult people and difficult situations. And the apostles say, we'll give the responsibility to them. They laid their hands on them, commissioned them, and gave them the responsibility. Now, there are important applications here for church leaders, aren't there? Church leaders must be able to delegate other important needs, to be able to delegate the authority and the responsibility. And sometimes we're not very good at that. Sometimes we want to keep control of things. And yet it's important that we say, no, on this issue, I'm going to hand over responsibility to others to lead this. So we've got to be able to delegate. But also church members, there's something important for you here as well, isn't there? Are you someone who could be delegated to? Are you someone full of the spirit and wisdom? Well, you say, well, how how do I grow in that? Well, by reading your Bible and praying and putting into practice what you're reading in the Word of God, by being committed to the church and and church prayer meetings and so on, 
that's how you grow in, uh, in the wisdom and how you're full of the Spirit. And, and this is really important, are you someone who's willing to take responsibility for things? Notice, uh, the apostles don't just say, we need people to help. We need people, they say, to take responsibility. And that's a significant thing, isn't it? We need people in church families who are willing to take responsibility. I, I know of someone at Emmanuel, and I'm not going to say who it is because that would embarrass them. And uh, there's a danger now that all the people at Emmanuel are trying to think who that person is. But there's someone who has taken on a, a responsibility in the church where it's not their specialist area. They're not particularly uh, knowledgeable in the area, but yet they're doing it anyway because they know that there aren't really other people around who could do it. And they're doing it in a servant-hearted way. They've taken that responsibility. And I know that they're doing it not because they love that area of service, but they're doing it so that I don't have to do that, that area. So I don't have to spend time on that, so I can spend time on the ministry of the word and prayer. Now, stop trying to think who it is, but actually that's a really good example, isn't it? Someone who is willing to take responsibility for an area so that we can safeguard the ministry of the word and prayer. So we've seen from Acts chapter 6 something about what our priorities should be uh, as church leaders. Church leaders must minister the word and pray and church leaders must delegate other important needs. So uh, what goes in the diary first? Well it's ministry of the word and prayer, isn't it? And actually there are lots of different ways of doing that, lots of different ways of doing the ministry of the word. Just look back to the end of chapter 5 and you'll see it says, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. So we're not just talking about preaching, although that is essential. We're talking about all kinds of ways of doing ministry of the word and making sure that we're praying as well. It requires preparation, and it requires delivery as well. And what's the result? Well, you see in Acts chapter 6, verse 7, it says, So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Well, wouldn't we love to see that? We'd love to see the church growing, with more people coming to faith in Jesus. Well, we can't guarantee that that's what will happen if we get our priorities right. It's not automatic. Uh, there are plenty of times in the book of Acts where uh, the word is proclaimed and people just get hostile. But there are times where it grows as well. If we get our priorities wrong, well, we know that the word won't spread. If we get our priorities right and we pray about it, well, we might see the Lord work in incredible ways that the word of God would spread in Berylands and in Surbiton, and beyond. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray please that you would help church leaders to prioritise ministry of the word and prayer and to be able to delegate other responsibilities. Father, we pray for the next vicar of Christ church, that they would be someone who, who does just that and who has the right priorities. Father, please bless us. We long to see the word of God spread. And so by your spirit, we pray more and more people would hear and respond to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen.